Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host. Maybe ha- I should do it. Do you want to do it? Okay. <laughs> the, the, welcome, welcome to What's My Thesis. Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Molly Schulman. And, be- to, and today the guest is? <laughs> Javier Proenza. Oh, nicely done. And this is episode 200. So thank you guys for, uh, if you've watched an episode of the last 200, I appreciate it. <laughs> or, or listen to, you don't have to watch them. But uh, yeah, we're doing this uh, a little bit of a change up so that I get to do even less than I usually do when I do interview people. Slacker. Yeah, yeah. I Like someone one time told me that like, uh, that or reference Larry King from Larry King Live who like notoriously does no research on people before oh, he has okay. them on. And I got a little offended, but then I had to acknowledge that it was... <laughs> it I mean, was, he got uh, me too also. Oh, did he? Yeah. I mean, his whole thing was like... And then like, he died. Wait, he he's is he dead? dead? I don't know. I don't... <laughs> you should fact check every single thing that I say. <laughs> yeah, let's not kill uh, Larry King on episode two hundred. Okay. I, I don't actually know. That's a great question. Uh, let us know in the comments, as if we haven't found out by now. <laughs> by the there, time the, where the episode are the comes comments? out. Okay. Oh, oh, we're going straight into the questions? No. Oh, okay. I, don't have, I well, have just well, a do... few notes. I just keep looking at them. Okay. All right. It seemed like you were, you no, were lining no. up. No. Well, do you want to ask me about my childhood and where I grew up? Because actually that is... <laughs> you shook your head. <laughs> Wait, what did we just say? Larry King Live? Yeah, that's not a good comparison. To what? You. To me? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, aside from the Me Too thing, yeah. I think, <laughs> I, I think it's pretty fair. That I didn't. I'm, it's hard to keep track nowadays which of the creeps has been busted and which has not. Yeah, uh, it is hard to keep track, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that you like... You said that he was a creep, but then you immediately murdered him. <laughs> I have a feeling him. he's dead. Okay. We're not spreading misinformation, YouTube. We actually don't know. <laughs> I have a feeling. You have a feeling that he's dead. Um, no, I mean, it's, it, I, think, I think it's fair because basically the whole format is that like, I have a set series of questions where like the show basically is just like, I ask you about where you grew up. And then what you want to talk about. And then from there, I ask questions, which honestly doesn't require a lot of preparation. But the way I like to think about it is that it is, I'm a producer on the fly. On the fly. You know, where I have to like. I am a fly (laughs) (laughs) on the wall. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So I did a tiny bit of research, very little as as required to be on the show. Oh, because you were saying he doesn't do research. Yes, I have questions about research. Oh, okay. So I went to your very first episode. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and it was about, and I had to write this down because I would forget, futurism, fascism, and the avant-garde. That yeah. was the first episode. Yeah, well, I mean, technically, no. if we're being real, there was another first episode with my co-host early on because I used okay. to have a co-host. Uh-huh. And then we're not like perpetually beefing but uh once it became my show which it kind of already was because i think he felt that way like the the title was mine the premise was mine all of it and he was just frustrated that he didn't have a lot of creative input so when he left i was just like we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna reorder the episodes so that's that became the first episode originally the first one was about icelandic sagas but Hmm. uh I liked making the fa- futurism 
the first one just because it's an interesting topic to me particularly mm-hmm. and it like i mean we're literally looking at some of my pieces that are related to that kind of futurist architecture of the antonio santelia stuff so okay. so yeah but i mean maybe that's maybe i should have just well pretended like that I was mean, always the first episode everyone can listen if they want to yeah but that's a very old episode the first episode you know yeah yeah in terms oh, the of the record officially the yeah. official record but it's a really good title but i think okay so it seems like way back then in 2018 you were doing quite a bit of research yeah the, for your episodes and um it also seems like over the course of time you sort of figured out how to make this project more sustainable for you yeah. And it's it's evolved maybe naturally, but also, you know, now you're sitting at, at your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Remember when we that, come to you. Remember that crazy time when I was like I doing do. it everywhere and yeah. I was like, why am I doing this? No one's even well, watching it on but YouTube. But I think that that's valid because when you take on a project, it's just going to be so much work initially. Yeah. And yeah. then you have to slowly figure out how to make it work for you. Yeah. How to make it actually not exhaust you and make you resentful just be a fun project where you're getting something out of it i'm flashing back to the conversation we had just before we started recording (laughs) when you say the resentful part no that is very true it uh one of the things that i have learned is that uh sometimes artists are insufferable pricks and 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 like no i mean in terms of resentment and all of that, it's interesting uh, to go back to where like the whole structure of it is uh, the um, I used to do research. It was originally modeled off of somebody else's podcast. I think it was the dollop at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would be one guy was the dumb guy. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy would present the topic mm-hmm. and kind of torture them with how horrible history is. This is, I mean, the format doesn't have to do with that element of it. But so then what we decided to do is that he was going to present a topic, then I was going to present a topic. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that got very difficult very quickly. Which led to him meaning because of all the research and yeah, all the, like it, it was seemed just like a tremendous and it was just the two of you yeah and having it, a back and forth one of you did all the research and had the information the other one sort of asked the questions yeah yeah, okay. yeah. and then uh, and it was just and also the editing co editing with some with with people is pretty difficult because did you also do video then as well no it was just, just audio. audio yeah but then when we split up I basically just kind of kept the format where I was just going to be the dummy. And <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean the the least informed person. I would also take on that role. No, I, I, it's a very comfortable comfortable one, right? But as I recall, okay, so okay, so you did the first several episodes with this other person. Yeah, and, and then I would do the three hour interview. I would have people on, and then I would talk to them for three hours and split that into two episodes, uh... which was great. For saving effort, but realistically, talking for three hours, it was like, it too was, much. It was, it was just basically me talking the last hour, Got you know, it. because the person was worn out, you know, or didn't, you know. <laughs> so I would, so then it became a thing of like it would be like my 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 episode, their episode, my episode, which was just a way of like. But then I think it was after George Floyd, the the whole situation, not to like pinpoint it down, but there was like a very big move 
okay. at that time to be like more conscious with who you book because mm. up until then i was like having 26 maximum people a year in that format 26 oh every other yeah, week yeah every other mm -hmm. week so it's like half of the year right so um so at that point that's when i realized like uh, like we need to be a little bit more aware of who we're talking to you know and then after that the show i feel like is where it started to get more interesting it became much more difficult because i had to do like an episode a week now if i want to have episodes like a bank of episodes like right now i'm exhausted because i've been doing two a week mm -hmm. which doesn't sound like much <laughs> as you lose your voice <laughs> but, yeah but it uh it's it's like it's performing so it does it like you know and 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 then it's making people feel comfortable and all of those things that uh sometimes i succeed and sometimes i don't but m most of the time people are happy you know there there's people that, that don't talk to me their episodes are out and don't talk to me like that's fine you know okay and are literally mad at me but uh you know it's just how this kind of thing goes. You're not going to like out of 200 people you meet, you're not necessarily going to get along with everybody. Right. right. Well, I don't know. I mean. Oh, you do? No, <laughs> <laughs> no the stakes are really high for people when yeah, they do no, this. This is not like a normal conversation setup. You know, mm -hmm. people feel very vulnerable. Yeah. There's a lot of stress about what's, what you're allowed to say. So that makes total perfect sense. Mm -hmm. um, but like we were talking a little bit off air is that most of the time people get, um, get self-conscious more than they are aware more than they are afraid of like saying something that is like you know like one time someone was like hey i'm a little worried about the talk about nazis in in the episode and i was like i was like well you don't like nazis right you don't secretly like like nazis and like no okay so then it didn't come out that way you know like i think people right. people feel like they come off a certain way but like if they don't have that belief system like you know and a mm -hmm. lot of times it surprises me when people are like hey i'm worried i mean and i'm always happy to cut stuff out because like i said this is a pr show but but yeah so i mean i think it was that 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 was um that was like the heyday of early of early this podcast was the, the time between like i stopped doing split episodes like three hour episodes that were split in two mm -hmm. and started just doing like because each episode was more consistent and more interesting so okay yeah. but there's also a moment when it became less research-based so yeah i dropped i definitely dropped it out of the title it, just, it was just intimidating people. it was in the title or at the, in the intro, I used to say, oh. explore and expand our worldview through research. And then I just started oh. saying, explore and expand our, our worldview. And then when I got on YouTube, it's just, welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. And today my guest got is it. this because no one gives a shit. Okay, got it. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I think that people started, like when I, I've edited the prompt, invite, invite prompt a few times. And when people started to really comment on being stressed out. I've also had people get mad at me feeling like I, it, it was exploitative because I asked them to do research when I was like, really oh. just like, I think that like that word means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Research? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just going to recall my first episode, I think, was when we were at Cirrus Gallery. Yeah. That was a live show. That never really was the format of the thing. Okay. 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 But you gave me a topic. 
to which like, was the singularity. Yeah, and I had no idea about and it. And I and I presented it that that one. But I was the dummy. Yeah. <laughs> but remember, which you I was had happy the to be the dummy. <laughs> I didn't know about it, but I was glad to read a little bit about it. Uh huh. And I mean, I, I had a fun time. I thought it was totally. Do you? Uh, what do you think? Do you think that we're all going to become a, yeah, a digital we're, consciousness? We're there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. I can't even talk about it. I still can't. You know, How many years? When was that? That was like uh, 20, 2019 maybe. Okay. I would say. I that's a guess. It's eighteen or nineteen. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's definitely pre-pandemic, which is when I stopped doing the show entirely. But. Yeah. pandemic stopped oh okay so you had some hiatuses yeah yeah i stopped for like a long time i stopped for like six months i think and then uh and then i started up again and i stopped for another six months because i wasn't ready to mm -hmm. get the like there's so many different plates to spin that you don't you forget about you know mm -hmm. or i try to forget about <laughs> okay well what what podcasts were you listening to before you started the show uh you comedy mentioned. just oh comedy ju just comedy stuff and it, it was around the time where podcasts stopped being started to become like in the 2010s right when mark maron kind of became the king of podcasting and whatnot pre uh joe rogan's rise to stardom it was uh there was a lot of just straight up goofy silly comedy stuff like that was the first wave of you know every comedian had one and, okay. and then slowly it started to transition. A lot of those podcasts aren't even around anymore. They just, those people have pivoted. For example, the one that I mentioned, The Dollop, that guy used to do a show that I never listened to uh, called Walking the Room. Um, his name is Dave Anthony. I'm not really a huge fan of The Dollop anymore. I just kind of feel like political stuff is always very difficult to do. Is the dollop political? It's historical, histor, histor political kind of, you know, like it's hard not mm -hmm. to talk about history without politics. Okay. But, but around that time, around when I started the show, that was the, you know, there was like shows like My Favorite Murder and all of these shows that were like comedy slash informational. And okay. so then that's kind of where this show like that generation is where this show was conceived, you know, in that, in that pocket. Okay. But uh -huh. I don't know. I shouldn't say, but I just keep saying it for a dramatic effect. <laughs> that, you can be as dramatic <laughs> as you want. You're the host. But I'm on your show. Uh, at some point you also had this sense that, uh, meeting or interviewing people and sort of expo like throwing yourself into the art world by meeting people was somehow going to, fill in for a master's or I, like I it in some way and the title what's my yeah. thesis became it became a sort of education so i think initially you were thinking you'd educate yourself through research and then you realized just talking to people yeah I get, I get actually I, I guess that's fair i hadn't thought about it in a long time but originally the show was just a way for me and my friend to hang out you know okay and that, and that kinda, didn't work that out hurt the friendship <laughs> Okay. But you were also educating yourself because you picked pretty com yeah, yeah. complex topics I mean, or subject matter. There's, there's also like, you know, I think uh, there's this guy that does hardcore history, Dan Harmon, who talks about how um, you um, it's it's like 
you just basically re- when you're doing a research show like that you're doing stuff that you're i i was i grew up in italy i knew who the futurists were you know mm-hmm. like it was ju- i had read the manifesto before right uh the the one of my favorite early ones is the um well like i mean i can just list the list a few that off the top of my head lucid dreaming i read that book when i was a kid i wanted to go back and reread it mm-hmm. you know and um and those were two parters also weren't those they? were that was a three-parter Whoa. that one that <laughs> one was the editing that one was kind of where the the team up <laughs> kind of broke off because it was too much work it was yeah it was too much work and it's also really hard when you when you are editing someone else that is your partner to not like be passive aggressive with each other. <laughs> or yeah, I think, it's, yeah. It's, once it's, you collaborate, yeah. it's like traveling with someone. You just find out it's maybe not a good well, match. Yeah. yeah, like, or like, like I felt like, or I, at the time I felt a lot like I was being censored by somebody that wasn't that invested in doing the show. And and, it, and I was like, I hate NPR. I still do. NPR. As an aesthetic, like, you know, mm-hmm. even though the show has become much more gentle and whispery, and all NPR of that. NPR has. No, this show. Oh, this show? <laughs> I feel like there's some whisperiness on yeah. NPR. Okay. No, NPR is full whisperiness. But I think also in a collaborative effort like that, one person ends up doing more work or somehow yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the balance is hard to maintain. Yeah. And, and also like, I mean, the difference is that he's not doing a podcast now and I am, right? So like the difference between our interest level is pretty apparent. Like he didn't stop doing this podcast and go start another one. Like I'm the one that gives a shit. So well, it was like, it's I hard to be listen. a partner to me when I'm the one that's kind of like invested entirely in it. And my co-host is not, you know, and then I'm like, well, we got to record this weekend. And he's like, I don't care. You know? Right. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, you guys yeah. had different, yeah. Different, different but levels also, of investment. I mean, I did listen to um, what seemed like a very generous pass off or announcement when the shift happened we're not we're not beefing yeah. we just don't hang out you know like no. I, <laughs> <laughs> but i think that it's i think this happens you know yeah, like yeah. projects just take turns and it's a lot of, and by the way it's just an effort of oh love. no yeah like yeah. i mean he i don't think when he left i realized also i couldn't bring someone else in and do that to them too you know, yeah. have the expectations of this is not a hobby. This is something I, I give of, a shit about, you know? <laughs> yeah. I sort of feel like it's a happy occurrence, though, because the show to me feels more dynamic, more interesting to just have, you know, a discussion rather than the research. Than the you're research, sort of reading yeah, yeah. all of this material. And I kind of got lost in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Re-listening to it recently, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have the energy that the more recent episodes. Yeah. Have. And then that's one of those things that's funny about like doing something that lasts, you know. I, I, <laughs> I'm like I would love to go back and listen to my cringe takes back then, but <laughs> Well, you don't have to. They're no, no. they're out there. No, if anybody but, else wants to. But it, it's it's interesting <laughs> to see to sort just I mean like the when you start something like this, you just it's never going to be perfect from the start, right? So like mm-hmm. like that it, like early on what I used to say is that this is not art, this is content. There's a difference, right? And so separating those two was kind of uh important early on. Uh, like, like at, and you know, related to that as I'm like right now I am 
feeling overwhelmed because my entire social life and work life are tied into the art world, which I never really planned out to mm -hmm. be like that. It's just my friends were artists. Mm -hmm. I interviewed my friends. And then the podcast has like, not a huge following, but people are aware of it, right? So, um, like, uh, it's it's an interesting thing to like, start thinking about the difference between a friend, a colleague, you know, those like little nuances, because sometimes you think you're friends with someone and think you have a pretty good idea of just like, having experienced organizing made in LA and stuff like that. Like there are people that are your friends. There are people that are your friends because you can do something for them and it can be difficult, you know, whatever they think, because it's not like the show does much for people, you know, but I think people still, oh. I mean, I get, I, I get that it's better than nothing for people. But it's like, no, I'm seriously like the show. I think people have have an idea that this show does better than it does, you know, like and and get very um, nervous and and think that like it's going to go out to like it's going to go out to like hundreds of people, you know, like well, I mean, it's accessible <laughs> to anybody. Yeah, but it's like it, you know, it. At this point, like this episodes get seventy two downloads, you know, <laughs> like it's not. I'm just saying, it's just yeah. funny. I, I say that not to disparage the effort or the show or anything like yeah, that. It sounds, but it's yeah. But it's it's like it's not like you're going on a nationally known show. Like basically, most of the listenership for the show is in California. You know, like it's people that all know each other, which is like. It's like, um, it's super nicheified, right? So I guess it makes sense to be nervous to be on it or how you're going to be represented. But does that make sense? Like, it's just, it's, it's a weird thing because I like, for example, I still think of the show as tiny, you know, we're still, we don't have a studio and whatnot <laughs> and people take it like very, very seriously uh, in, in in some instances, like their appearance on it, they get very concerned and whatnot. And like that, that discrepancy, I think is something that I'm still working through, you know, like the idea of like what I'm, what I am and what I actually feel like I am versus what people who have only heard of the show, maybe don't even listen to it, but they're aware, you know, like it's the thing where like, like you, you, you've experienced some of this where like people introduce you as Oh, this is Molly. She does Made in L.A. Well, okay. But you have worked hard at this project for many years now. 2018, like five years? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's growing and it's evolving and you've met a lot of people. And... Oh, no. This is not a complaint. This yeah. is just, this is an observation of like, how, of... Uh... And by the way, you've stuck with it. I feel like there's a bunch of art podcasts that have kind of come and gone. Like you know? which ones? Name them. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I well want enough. the list of the people I've defeated. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. It's actually, I'm, I'm feeling pretty vulnerable just even talking about how I think about it, you know, because I'm like literally, I mean, I feel like I am disparaging the show a little bit, yeah, <laughs> you know, but, but, but I don't maybe mean that's it. a little bit of, you know, it's not it's not humility though like it really is no it feels like the opposite of humility it almost feels like you're not giving yourself enough credit i'm not making enough money to do that it's not <laughs> 
okay 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 well wait so where were you born <laughs> where are you well, from well my mom I, I asked i asked that because my mom wanted was was very it, it thought it was very important that i it, that i share well i've been like watching um so my dad passed then i've been watching and like I've been watching old like family videos, which oh, are that like, are digitized. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. that are like really, really boring. But it's funny because I at this point I'm so Americanized, right? I'm like a full on like can't I, I, I if I was talking to Latinos and we weren't on camera, I could say the word, but uh, <laughs> a white person, uh, uh, you know, like the um, the Latino term for that uh, that is like a slur. Like okay. I'm straight up that, <laughs> you know, but, uh -huh. but I go back and I look at these videos and I'm like, oh my God, like, it's like videos of us where back, bef back when like Spanish was our first language and we're like these like Latin American kids li living in Italy, just by the luck of like my dad basically was working uh, in, in Costa Rica and the options that he got for work were like Panama and Italy. You know, and, and for what kind of work for for uh, he's an economist or he was an economist for the U.N. Okay. So basically he, we could have just like been Latin American kids at that point. Right. Like it, so you were living in Costa Rica, Costa Rica. Okay. And then uh, and then, yeah, it was it's like it was it's almost like a lottery ticket. You know, I mean, my dad had credentials and stuff, but I don't really know anybody aside from other people whose parents worked at, at, uh, at the UN with my dad who really had like the same kind of uh, like experience, you know, of like, of just having a dad with a crazy fucking job who, whose job paid for you to travel mm -hmm. and all of these crazy wild things, you know, like, um, so it's, it's interesting to sort of, I don't know. I find LA like to be a really wild town in, in, uh, in terms of like, um, just how, how many different people that are not from here come here, you know, and all the different backgrounds, like you don't just run into like people that are from LA. Right. So <laughs> why? Cause they're, Oh, this is just, I mean, it's a town that draws people in, right. There's a lot of work right. here. Or in oh, theory, yeah. there's a lot of work. We'll see what happens with uh -huh. that AI and the singularity. You mean because a lot of people move here? Yeah, a lot of people okay. move here. You know, but don't well, you feel that a lot of Los Angelinos stay here? Like people that are from here? Yeah. Yeah, they stay, but they can't yeah. like afford a house. <laughs> I mean, I feel like any... the... oh, sorry. Oh, you're fine. Can I be? I'm just so close to the microphone. Um. Well, I don't know what I was gonna say. That's I was okay. gonna say something like. Uh, it's a big city. Why would they leave any big city? <laughs> well, no, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm getting a little worn out on LA. I, yeah. I, 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 we've talked about this. Okay, off so there. you went to Italy when you were how old? Six years old. Six. So that's yeah, yeah. yeah. I know so, that age. Okay. Yeah, you you have, you have. One. <laughs> I have one of those. <laughs> okay, so you were six, and then you have what? Three siblings. Three siblings. Yeah, yeah. but okay. um. But yeah, it's it, to me the the um, like that that basically the point of uh, of that is it's like we were just like a regular Latin American family that did, we I mean we had citizenship right uh, although I don't know if my sister what her status was because she was born in Costa Rica but um, 
but like wait where were you born i was born in dc oh okay so i was born in dc uh-huh. I, I lived in costa rica italy miami which is like the well wait you lived in italy until how old 12 and then i didn't and then I, you moved to miami i didn't really live i don't have a memory of living in the u.s until i was 12 years old oh okay yeah yeah so junior high i came over i had a british accent British? Because <laughs> yes. you learn English with a British accent? Yeah, I went okay. to a British school. My mom was uh, a Cuban lady with yeah, yeah, with all these like British speaking kids. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's funny. I when I talk to some of my friends from back then, they have like really thick. Uh, they they still like even though their their accents may be Americanized, they still have that original like. <laughs> and I always think back to the teachers at our school. Like we went to a really really awesome private school that like I used to daydream about it being a. Um, like a boarding school. Like I, <laughs> I used to fantasize it just hanging out there. It had an Olympic sized swimming pool. It had an, an insane amount of soccer pitches. They made us play rounders and like kind of tried to teach us rugby, but it didn't catch. Cause it's rounders. Rounders is like baseball. Oh, but it's like the British form, smaller bat. Oh, and like metal uh, bases. It's weird. Okay. <laughs> they never made us play cricket, but. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah. So like, that's why I find like a lot of American culture so crazy, you know. Because I I grew up in a culture where like waiter was a good job, they made good money. Everybody was like left Italy in August, and they were like, "But this, <laughs> it's too <laughs> hot." Yeah, like good vacation time. Mm-hmm. Um. So so yeah. So like this whole place is like is very aggressive in 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 its. <laughs> In comparison. Yeah. So you did high school in... Miami. Miami. Yeah. Okay. I know. I, I feel like you've mentioned mm-hmm. your wardrobe. My wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miami skater raver. Uh-huh. Man, uh-huh. those those Jinkos were great during the 90s because it was so hot and humid. Just like... <laughs> it's just like wearing a skirt. Yeah. You know? Ventilation. Yeah. So when did you start... When were you making art? See, you're doing a great job. That's this is oh. basically exactly oh. what I do. Thank you. That's what I want to hear. Uh, like those are like two exact <laughs> questions that I ask. <laughs> uh, I'm just realizing how formulaic and unnecessary I am <laughs> on my own show. AI. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I I used to be a poser graph kid, but. Uh, like in a high what? school a poser graffiti kid like oh. i you know i used to like write a in my note graph yeah okay. um in miami but uh i i think the earliest time i remember having like an aptitude for it i was in in that uh british school like in secondary school so like year seven or year eight and uh and year seven or eight that that, that that's like 12, uh 13 years old uh it's like uh year i think they have 13 years instead of 12 grades. So I think seventh grade is six. I don't, I don't remember exactly the, how the conversion rate is. Okay. But, uh, but yeah. So then. Um, so you were little. I was, I was little. I mean, I was definitely not 12 yet. So Wait, it, you like, were six te- when you moved to Italy and you were six when you started your art career. No, 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 no. I, I didn't start my art career. I started my art education because I mean, yeah, Jesus, um, like that, that place is insane. I knew. Oh I knew, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I knew all the, like, I mean, that, that's why I'm starting there. Cause I literally like, 
it was so impactful on me that I went back. But the first time I really remember having an eye for it, I was dry, I was painting something and um and it was like a woman looking at a car that had crashed, right? So it was the tree and then the woman's body and then the car and it was just like cropped in on her waist and her hand. And I remember being like, hey, does this look right to my friend? But it was like, uh, it wasn't like, like it was a hand, first of all, which was hard to paint. And it was an awkward position because it was Where just- Where was this image from? It, no, this was just me painting in a painting class. Oh, okay. So that, so I, I don't remember where I came up with it. And then I also mm-hmm. made a little- uh, so anyway that was the, that like going back that's the first time where i was like oh yeah i can kind of observe in a way that is applicable to art um but i also did get a d in my art class in high school because i was a cool kid <laughs> and then i decided to go to art school in earnest after like working corporate in miami for like uh a few years in what like post high school yeah po- like 2022 so and then I went twenty twenty two. Oh no, it's tw- two thousand two. Sorry, take it two thousand two. Yeah, you worked corporate. What does that mean? <laughs> I, w- I w- well, I worked in healthcare, so it was like a corporate uh, job, just like a, an, and a then desk job. A desk a job. I was doing also like temping at the time, and and it mm-hmm. was just just I I remember seeing somebody like celebrating their fifteenth year in the same office. <laughs> And I was like, holy shit. Oh <laughs> I had an office job in Glendale when I first moved here and I would have nightmares because I had to sort mail in all oh, the mail wow. slots. And I would, and they, every um, person in the office had initials and I would just, you had to memorize the initial, like a code. Uh-huh. And I would just have nightmares about these codes, these number codes and like putting the mail in the slot and getting it right. Anyway, you're giving me flashbacks. <laughs> no, I mean, that stuff is, that is intense. kind of work. <laughs> Well, I, uh, it's crazy because most of that shit is dying out too. Like that, that whole, like that whole thing that existed when I started to like in earnest, I was like, okay, I am an artist. I've always been, you know, like my dad, I remember when I decided to go to art school, he was like, he told me that he had, he had never seen me happier than when they took me. Like when I was 18, we went to uh, DC because I think as a family, we were all moving there. Mm-hmm. And at the at the National Gallery, they had a Calder show, oh, and yeah. and he was like, "I've never seen you more excited than than with that, you know." And so it was it, it that's kind of that was the moment, you know, that around that time, like twenty two. Then I went to study in Florence. I did a lot of plein air oh, drawing, yeah. plein air painting, um, and yeah and then did you carry around a little foldable easel and no i was too cool for that okay (laughs) i was hip that was young hobby it was me and another dude uh, named seth wiener and like maybe six other guys in a school full of like all girls were they americans it was yeah it was an american school and like uh not not that i got like crazy you know, I had one girlfriend the whole time, but it was pretty nice. You were in <laughs> like a, a one relationship? I was in one relationship oh. the, the whole time. Okay. So, so what, was this a four-year program? No, it was a two-year thing. And, the, and then, or actually it was a year program. Or maybe it was, yeah, it was a year program. And then I came back and then went to Florida International University. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I... And what's that like? Uh, we can skip that. I've talked about it a lot on the podcast. Okay. It was not a fun experience, but I do want to share. Uh, 
it's just the it's it's mostly known for engineering the school okay so it's a lot of angry tenured professors that i've confirmed with other people are not very good people (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah no and then i came here and i was like not practice not making art uh i had that receipt printer piece in my head for like four years and never made it i would tell i would tell you know i'm not gonna say who because i don't want to get in trouble but i would tell people in my circle at the time that uh about that piece and they were like "Ah, that's a waste of money you know you're you're not gonna a waste of money yeah the 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 receipt printer piece that i showed you'd have to purchase the yeah and it was like and those things never really work out the way you want them so i listened to that for a while I was trying to just find work in like anything because I hadn't just moved in 2008. And um, so you were in Miami that whole time? Yeah, from 2004 to 2008. And then before that, I was in DC. I went to uh, like I, I, I went, I lived in Maryland and went to community college there for a while. Oh, okay. And I, I, I remember I had an art teacher there and I told her, that I was thinking about doing art and she was like, don't. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? Uh, just, it's just, too hard. It's like it's, a miserable life yeah. is essentially the concept. And Whoa. I was such a cocky little dick. I was like, I was, I, in my head, I was like, that's just because your work sucks. <laughs> you know? Did and you I'm, not like their work? I mean, it, I didn't hate their work. Did you work. even know I did. what their work was or... I would say that they, regardless of the quality of the work, they were probably trying to, like their heart was probably in the right place, you know, because regardless of how good your work is, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to, you know, you have to learn other skills outside of making art if you want to have some kind of success in the art world, right? I would imagine, like you need to... Got to pay the bills. Yeah, and you also just need to be able to like, like I, I think, I don't know. I think it's it's different to uh, I, it's just funny to me that an art teacher at community college was like no because she's just probably a tenured professor or not a tenured professor she's probably an adjunct and now all of our friends or a lot of our friends are adjuncts and they're like oh, and I'm not like sitting here going like Jesus I can't wait yeah. to, <laughs> <laughs> to join the ranks you know it's a yeah. tough life okay so what made you come to L A uh the art scene the art scene yeah even though in 2008 okay yeah because i moved i moved into culver city that was around the time that uh Mm -hmm. la lacks art and uh okay like that that whole um is that why you moved to culver city 100 percent. yeah really yeah and that's the house where we met at yeah 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 and uh 10 years later what 2016 oh uh it was last time we talked was seven years but I don't know 20, how long ago would that. You lived there in 2008. That's where you moved into. Yeah, I moved in there oh. in 2000. Oh, 10 years ago. I thought eight we were talking. Years, eight years later, I met you there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, eight years after you lived there. Eight years. I lived there a long fucking time for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then all. Yeah, it, 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 uh, it was. I was there for a bit, and it was. It was cool, but like. Being close to that scene didn't necessarily make it easy to network or meet people, especially because okay. the stakes in that scene are pretty high. You know, like yeah. all of those spaces are like, or at the time it was like Blum and Poe level. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I understand. But. Um, so what else, What did you do in LA back then? Like work-wise? 
You, sure. You yeah. don't. You don't remember that. I, I was know a you soccer? taught soccer. Yeah, yeah. To, I was to like a soccer kids. coach for was a it long like time. AYSO or no, no, no. The, no, you don't get paid for AYSO. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I have no idea. Those are those guys. Are, That's volunteer. Those are That's like, like parents. Dad, dad coaches. Yeah. Uh, what was what were you? I was a club coach. What's that? I w- I worked year round and, and uh, trained every freaking week, uh, and then had like summer league or summer tournaments uh winter uh leagues summer uh, spring was it leagues. through the schools no 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 this oh, is like a an private inti- this was like super expensive oh like yeah for but me. it's just a- extracurricular for kids like after school yeah it's okay. it's like uh it's the first step up, or i guess uh, like the american uh, soccer system is different than the one in europe but basically it's like the if you want your kids to develop as a player it's the thing you do after AYSO and then there's Academy and then there's the, uh, you know, huh. the, the, the teams. I never got have. past AYSO. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but there's like famous professional players like, yeah. uh, in the, in the women's team from like the early nineties that, um, or from the early two thousands, I guess that, that were AYSO players. I forget. It's Shannon McMillan, I think. Anyway, You're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> I was, a, I, I was, yeah. I was into women's soccer before. No, that's cool. awesome. <laughs> so wait, do you play soccer? Not anymore. I, I mean, it's fun, but like the scene gets kind of toxic out here and pretty competitive. Oh, like the pickup games. It just, it becomes weird. And then everybody starts having sex with each other and it becomes, Stop uh, yeah, no, no, it's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. okay. Yeah. The, but those were my early social circles were, uh, yeah. my, my pre-art social circles were all like uh, soccer people mm. and, and networking like that, or just meeting people through meetups like that. In fact, the first thing that I did socially when I got out here was play in soccer, play a soccer game. Oh. Not that I was like a genius of soccer, but you know, it was all right. Yeah. I mean, it seems fun. Did you have shin guards? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is a sport podcast, clearly. Um, just curious if you still have your shin guards. No, they're stinky. <laughs> So, okay, well, let's talk about um, your art a little bit more because I feel like nobody ever asked knows about it. <laughs> so, I, first of all, did you have like a thesis show or anything at your university? Uh, yeah, we had a we what had a was group your, show. What, what did you do? Uh, I'm, what what is it? What is it? It's it it was uh, an instruction manual based uh, like it's uh, uh, appropriated images from the PDF manuals that uh oh that like would come with products. So I've made like a triptych or quadriptych. It was I think it might have been four panels. Mm-hmm. It was very much inspired by Christian uh you know, art, but also comic books, which to me are basically the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a narrative of like, wait, wait, wait. what are the same things? Uh, like, oh. c- c- or like early, like Renaissance Relig- Christian r- yeah. c- religious art and, it's, comic it, and, books. and comic books, okay. you know, like, in fact, it goes, it gets to the point where you're like, 
you have the origin of Batman a million different times and you have like Got it. a million different enunciations, right? Like that was like mm. back then, that's how you got paid to be an artist. You made religious work, right? Mm -hmm. And then you tried to subvert it by making it a little sexy, mm -hmm. you know? And then the rich people were like, mm -hmm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so it was, it was, I mean, it was cool. I definitely think that my work has gotten better since then, but I think the the stuff that I was doing around the time that we met was a lot more installation and sculptural base. I think now and that conceptual. I'm conceptual and conceptual, yeah. yeah. I don't think that I've completely abandoned the conceptual stuff. I'm just not making it at the same rate I, as I used to. Like I still have things that I'm working on that are related to that. But uh, yeah, at the moment I'm mostly painting, but like I said, it's all very much um, about like the kind of buildings that I grew up in, which are very, like the suburbs in Italy are not uh, single family homes. They're all, uh, oh, you, they're all like, they're you're saying yeah, this is what your work. Yeah. The, the, these paintings that I'm now. doing. Yeah. These are the mm -hmm. paintings that I'm doing now. They're kind of, um, so like they're they're a little bit of a play on that on these like mm. really sci-fi futuristic kind of buildings that I grew up in. Like my mm. brother made a movie in our neighborhood because it was so sci-fi looking. It's called Vidifon, and it's about two people that are having a relationship via FaceTime. I guess now you would call it, but like before all that happened. Okay. So this was like I don't know that's this, but anyway. So he, when he shot that movie, he like it, for film school he went back to italy and like filmed in our neighborhood because it was just like these crazy um it was i mean dude it was like high-rise apartments i mean i guess high-rise and they weren't like super tall i can't imagine they were like you know going up past 12 stories but okay but you know mm -hmm. yeah like uh you when my when my father passed away one of my friends from back in italy messaged me and he was like hey dude i remember the hot dogs at your birthday party on that because we lived on the first floor mm -hmm. and there was like this crazy fields with a castle in the back and then <laughs> it was it's it's insane it's almost like like the the it's surreal to like look back and remember because i don't think first of all it's like the latchkeyness of it of our childhood it's mm -hmm. probably not non-existent anymore but like, yeah, it was a neighborhood and we could like go super far from the house. But like, yeah, and then and then it was. So all... you were sort of in the countryside? No. We were fuori porta, which means outside of the gate. So at, so Rome, the original Rome has a gate, you mm -hmm. know, like has the, the Roman walls around it. And we were in a part called Eur, which is uh, like... I don't know if the part that we were at was like this, but there used to be marshlands okay. that Mussolini in the 19... It's like, like when you go to Italy, the, the fascist architecture is just as prominent because they didn't tear that stuff down because they didn't want to be like, hey, let's erase history, right? Mm -hmm. So all of those buildings are, you know, kind of... Are, are still out there. So like it's in the more modern place but it's m m like the architecture still pretty monumental you know pretty like crazy styles so so yeah so like that is basically like when you know i had a birthday party there and it was like when i was i don't even know how old i was but we were like little kids and my mom was worried that 
kids would jump off the balcony because like they were throwing shit off. And we went on like an adventure walk in the back to like there were Roman ruins just kind of chilling like uh -huh. that, like no name ruins that like people wouldn't visit and and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, like that, that stuff is kind of what is like is in the work, which is I mean, it's it's funny because it's like. um it's not like it's not presently nostalgic, right? It it uh I'm not necessarily like, oh, look back and like feel wispy with it, but that is kind of where it comes from. You know, like it's not okay. presented that way, but it is it it is a little bit of this like idealized, like really efficient neighborhoods that were uh you know, residential areas on top of uh, commercial uh, spaces. So you could like, you know, there was a toy store. There was mm -hmm. like the paper store, all of this, like really quaint, but very modernist, you know, mm -hmm. like um, that was always kind of the thing that that's interesting about that city is that there's so many different layers of like, of past, present and future, mm -hmm. the Chita Eterna, Eternal City. So it's like, as a kid and you're a sci-fi nerd, you're living in one of the coolest like sci-fi looking places that also has crazy history. So mm -hmm. it was like, uh, it, it, I don't, I, it, there's nothing, I, I, I just can't imagine like have what anybody else's childhood was like, but it was like really cool. <laughs> right. And then that sort of visual language is embedded. Yeah. The, the sort of the, um, the yeah i mean it's simplified and very much abstracted but mm -hmm. it is more about like the that kind of like that optimism and hope that existed in that kind of architecture as opposed to like what we live with today which is like really kind of homogenous you know what i mean like mm -hmm. like you, you, sort of but la i feel like there are so many strange things sort of bunched together you know like there's LA's been around long enough that a lot of those like um, suburbs have been like dehomogenized, right? Like, because yeah. people will move in and modify their house, right? You know, like over here, you can't have a chimney built, but if a house has a chimney, they'll mm -hmm. like tear down the entire house, keep the chimney, <laughs> yes, <they laughs> and will. build a house around yeah, it. Yeah, well, right? now there's so much development. But wait, so how was it going from Italy to Miami? I feel oh, like there's crazy. definitely yeah. some crazy architecture there and colors. I mean, your colors to me, I would have thought were Miami based. Yeah, I would I say, guess. yeah, I think palette wise, probably, you, you know, mm -hmm. that's definitely the Florida stuff showing up. But I don't know, like to me, you know, like it, to me, these these paintings are a little bit tied to that thing that I did at um, at your at the Lombi, the thing that you threw together. The soy sauce? The soy sauce packets, okay. you know, because uh -huh. that's also residential stuff. Mm -hmm. has to do with dwelling, kind mm -hmm. of, um, you know, the repetition of the of the space. Like, I've, I've always been, I'm more interested in connecting with people about how they live than I am about, like, necessarily being preachy, you know? Like, so the soy sauce, I think, especially at the, it, during COVID, a lot of people were excited because they were, like, ordering out a lot. <laughs> soy sauce packets on this like structure made out of literally made out of drywall mm -hmm. <laughs> which made it heavy as shit and made me have to it destroy it it was so it. heavy it was so heavy and it was cool i liked it but it was such a mess i would have only done that in a parking lot i've never recreated you you notice <laughs> you saw some that i have out here I did. Yeah. but uh yeah I, was but, there ever a soy sauce shortage 
during the pandemic. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's I feel a, like there were different things that they were definitely shortages of. Oh yeah, toilet paper <laughs> for one. Oh yeah. But but like I don't necessarily think that this stuff is that far removed from the um from the receipt printer and the the mail stuff even though the formatting is different. Like I don't know that I'm going to paint for the rest of my life, you know. Okay. I think I think I'm just still you like painting is just the best way to make these particular things, but I'm still interested in like um like I don't want to give projects away that I haven't like manifested yet. You don't so, have to, yeah. But but I'm still interested in just kind of the the everyday experience of being like a person in this realm that maybe does or doesn't make sense but at least we can laugh at it you know which i think is kind of what the 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 junk mail piece you know it's definitely about waste in some ways but it's not like hey (laughs) it becomes an archive so you're making it important Mm -hmm. right right so those those concerns are really interesting to me still Mm -hmm. um I just don't necessarily have the brain capacity to work in that modality because that's like uh like conceptual do you make conceptual work do you like do you, i mean i know i'm I'm familiar with your work but like and it is conceptual but have you ever like worked on something where you like go to a store and you buy a printer and, and stuff like that it's like it's not a practice necessarily. Go to a store and buy a printer. Oh you mean because like, of the piece yeah, yeah i know what piece, you're saying you know like that yeah that those pieces the conceptual stuff can sit in your head for a long time yeah. until you're ready to execute. Whereas like the painting side is more of a practice, makes me feel day to day more like an artist. The drawing side, honestly, these paintings are really just drawings to me, right? Mm-hmm. They're just drawn with paint. But, mm-hmm. but okay. yeah. How, how has it been sort of balancing or... Um figuring out the podcast alongside your art work uh it's difficult because um it comes out every week the (laughs) show do you feel like the show just like takes over and then the other stuff is on the back burner uh yeah sometimes it's sometimes i mean at different points you know um but you're, you're in a rhythm with the show now I think so. Yeah. I, I figure, I, you know, along the way you figure out how to make time for yourself when you're doing something like this right now, mm-hmm. a part of the reason that I'm going insane is that I haven't gone ahead and edited into the future. So I don't have a bank <laughs> oh, of edited, backlog, ep- yeah, yeah. like or I have whatever. a backlog of episodes, but I don't have them ready to go. Uh, Whenever I have them ready to go, feel good. I'm blissful. <laughs> so you've essentially given yourself a tremendous amount of work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's why, like, that's why I, I, you know, it's hard for me to be like, it. it's not, it, it's, it's not successful in a capitalist sense, but in, in a satisfaction, like personal satisfaction yeah. sense, it, it is. So you're, you've created an archive. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you don't see this as being related to your work. I do yeah. at this point. I when like, that's why early on, I used to think about it. I mean, it's, it, it's a skill and a craft, right? That I'm hopefully getting better at. And most people don't even know my work, right? So uh, it's hard to say that it's not, it is a practice in, in, in the like most real sense of it. 
The um, podcast? Yeah, it is okay. It is literally a practice, right? Yeah. Whether or not I'm recording an episode every week or I'm banking episodes to have it, there's still a process to it, right? There's like, there's recording, then there's putting out the episode, editing or post-production, and then there's promoting it. I feel like the the stuff that I'm finally getting to is the promotion, right? Um, but once you get into that side of it, it becomes less about, um, it becomes less creative, you know, essentially. Uh, it's more about... You mean all the tech stuff that comes along with it, like all the logistics, all the editing, because the conversation is still... Yeah, no, the conversation is 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 still, I, I mean, not even, I think even putting out the episode is still part of the practical side of it. I think that one of the things that is difficult is to constantly, like, for me, nothing is more horrifying than sitting down and listening to my entire archive, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. because I've heard it so fucking uh -huh. much, yeah. you know? So, like, it gives me great joy when I interview someone and when I go back and I listen to the episode, that's great too. Once I start getting into like editing down little clips and getting into that minutia, that can be really rewarding, but it's also very, uh, it's like the 7 millionth time I've heard us say the same shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. so, so it's, it's actually interesting, you know, like, like, I mean, I, in that sense, like people get to enjoy the product. I feel like with an art piece, like when I, you know, when I finished that painting and, and I posted it and it mm -hmm. got likes mm -hmm. on, on Instagram, uh -huh. like the A to B <laughs> to that is a lot more direct. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whereas like, uh, you know, just listening to it, 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 there's ultimately like, I'm only so interested in myself. <laughs> you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And what I have How to How much editing do you do? Not that much, but I have to edit all the cameras together, you know, and all the, ah, all the visual stuff. So, it. so all, a lot of the stuff that's extra work is that promotional stuff, right? Cause even then, let's say I edit an entire episode with video and all of that, like seven people, 17 people might watch it. 72 people might watch it. It depends mm -hmm. on how well I edit the intro and all of that to keep to to hold you, retention you find a correlation between yeah. how well you edit it and li the listenership how, how well i uh signpost the episode so how well i have I, I put a 30 clip a 30 second clip um before an episode being like this is what we're talking about mm -hmm. you know like uh but um that can be like tricky, right? And it's time consuming. And right now I'm like swamped. So whenever I'm like drowning like this, I'm like, like promotion always comes at the last. Mm -hmm. The show comes out first and all of that, uh, all the other stuff. So it's like, I don't, I honestly don't even know if people are going to find this interesting. <laughs> you know, this episode. This one? Yeah. Like not, not, not to be self-deprecating or anything like that but like who knows 
on a personal level, how interested people are going to be with the behind the scenes of the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, it doesn't you, matter. No, no. I mean, I, a, I like, yeah. let, trust me, I'm not worried <laughs> on an episode <laughs> by episode basis. I'm not worried about how well a, a, an individual episode performs. And typically like they tend to do relationally to each other. They tend to do pretty much similarly, you know, like, like mm -hmm. if I'm, if I'm typically getting 70 downloads per episode, I'm getting 70 downloads per episode. I'm not, you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, like it's possible no one gives a shit <laughs> on how this is done. Although, I mean, cause this is like, this is, we're getting very niche into like, I was curious. Oh, no, I don't know. I, oh, no, I, don't, I don't know. I okay. Okay. Well, no, okay. no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not criticizing you I'll for asking on. me that question. I'll move on. No, that's not what I meant. I'm just kidding. Um, Okay, so wait, so do you still have topics? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I always encourage people to have a topic. Uh, if they don't, they're left to my own devices, and I'm going to ask them what I want to know about, you know? so Okay, you, yeah, because I sort of was sensing, like, maybe you had a topic initially, like, when, like, way back when I had the singularity topic, and then we would discuss it, and then it seemed like the people you were interviewing came up with the topic yeah, and yeah so there was a sort of reversal there that happened i like again your episode is like an anomaly Unique. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like it's literally one episode where it happened like that mm -hmm. uh but uh i and i did it that way because i didn't want to make i didn't want to put the pressure on someone else to do the to have something interesting to say uh I've done other ones where I have, like, for example, I had one where I had Josh Shadel on uh, to talk about his stuff. And I feel like the difference between your episode and that episode is that ours was more fun and his was more informational and like a typical episode. So for the live shows, I'll probably continue. I'll probably go back to doing, you know, like if I if I do uh, OPAF again. I would probably do the top, pick the topic myself just because it can be a little bit more cheeky and a little bit more dumb, uh -huh. you know, like, cause even though I was the informed one, I was still kind of dumb. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what do you have planned? For, for the next year? Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, you know, it's, I, I basically right now I'm learning how to do the YouTube side of it. Cause I kind of, understand how to do, how to get people to listen to the audio side of things the video i'm still working on you mm -hmm. know and trying to figure out how to make that more um more attractive to people i think that one of the things that i realized doing the at, at people's studios is that a lot of times people's studios are not photogenic mm -hmm. you know and so it can oh yeah i can imagine there's so much yeah and then they're just noisy so like my studio <laughs> Yeah, so so what I what I'm thinking of doing is just sprucing this place up so that it's a little bit more recognizable when you see it. Okay, you know, like when you're when you're scrolling through YouTube, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and there's um. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't oh, turn off my phone. Oh no, I thought it was one of the cameras. Uh, sorry. No, that's okay. This this is probably going to be my least favorite episode to interview to, 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 to edit by the way <laughs> but but yeah no the uh 
No, like a hundred percent. I did not think this through. <laughs> like, well, you're just the interviewee. I kn- so <laughs> I know, I know, but like you know, most of my guests don't have to listen to themselves while they are editing. <laughs> In fact, a lot of guests never even listen to their own episode, even though they listen to the show. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so I think that that's basically it. Like, I uh, the goal is to just get as many people listening to this as possible and sell out. Like, you know, just make money off of whatever. <laughs> I'm going to be selling you uh, gambling sites. No, I, 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 I it's going to be, that's going to be interesting. Simply safe. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, that's going to be interesting. No. Like, who do I, who, who am I cool with? You know, am I going to do 23 and me? No. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my God. Cause you as a, as, as a personal friend have heard me go on a few rants about how crazy the world is and, uh, things that I could never say on the podcast. But I, what I do like is that even though I, I'm crazy, you, you guys are still like, ah. and that you hold out. And then a few, a few months later, you're like, Oh wait, uh, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a favorite episode? Oh my God. I, I would have to be able to remember. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> stands out. No, I mean, I, Look, uh, I asked people online what what episodes. I don't quite re- yet have a relationship with people on the um, that listen to the show where they're comfortable, like saying, like interacting. Because you, you and Ben and I, it, you, you Ben and I were in the car, and and he proposed that, and I was like, I don't think that's gonna work. And what it, did he propose? He proposed like asking guests asking people for questions for this episode you know like what do you want to know oh. and i didn't get any but i mean i asked once and then i got shy because i didn't get any but okay. one one person uh uh was was my, like i asked what episodes were do people like and one of the things that's been most popular is the like uh, the mario vasquez episode uh up okay. among listeners you know um i really like him i really learned a lot from him I think that you and I can relate to sort of the feeling that, uh, or basically one of the things that he said, which I've said it before on the podcast is that, um, that like, uh, go where you're wanted and go where you're loved, which I definitely take to heart. Like if there's an event where it's even like maybe sketchy that I might run into somebody that I I don't want to see, I'm just like, eh. You know, like, like, why, why, why do yeah. that to myself? Uh, why, why, why would I want to go somewhere that is like uncomfortable around me? You know, um, but yeah, I'm sorry. What was the question? Was there a question? <laughs> no, I mean, just favorite moment, favorite, favorite episode. moment, favorite moment of but the you episode. Said Mario, Vasquez. Mar- Mario Vasquez. I think there's a lot of highlights. I think. I think instead of episodes, I just remember like landmark moments. I remember meeting Alex Andrew Sanchez and Jackie Perez, mm-hmm. who are good friends. And uh, I remember those things more than particular episodes. I, In fact, one of the things that I've that I started doing at some point, it was like, I just don't think of episodes. Like if I, re- after I record this, I'm not going to think about it, you know, okay. because why would I torture myself? Until I won't I... either. Then. No, yeah. No. <laughs> why would I torture myself? You're fine. You... <laughs> you're going to have to edit out my laughing. No, your laughing is great. <laughs> you do have a very particular laugh though. Um, um okay. 
Cool. Yeah. And well, I oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no we're gonna say you. No, you. No. no and and uh, and look, I've I I have had some trying moments. Uh, like I I didn't think through the public aspect of it. I just liked podcasting, and I liked the intimacy of podcasting, and I liked the intimacy of having an audience, and being an having an uh, uh, an intimate relationship with my audience. To this point, um, it hasn't. It's not at it, it's it's at a place where it trips me out, the way that people perceive me when they like when they tell me like you know like, um, people will come on the show and they'll thank me and they'll give me a really sincere thank you and like very genuine, um appreciation for what i what, what the show is and that's when i kind of get a sense of like how it's being consumed because for the most part i have no clue mm-hmm. i just you, you know for me on my end it's just downloads and i'm like i guess it's doing good mm-hmm. right and so when i get feedback like that it's it's jarring you know like in a good way it's rewarding it's rewarding mm-hmm. and it's jarring and uh, uh, but i don't think that i've caught up to like i think there's this, definitely a huge gap in how i perceive myself and the work that i'm doing and how other people outside that don't get behind the scenes see just the veneer (laughs) of it and like and it's interesting to me to see it like that because ultimately all there is to consume is the episodes themselves right um one of the things you know like unless you have a follow-up one of the things that i do did want to talk about was that like you know, um, my dad and I have not been like super, had not been super close up until like six months before he passed. Right. And he had just gotten into the show and like, like it was the first time that I felt like he could actually see me. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to like keep composure, but. Well, he could, but that was like, you know, to be able to break out of those dynamics is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when my parents get any insight into my life, it's, I don't give it to them yeah, necessarily. Yeah. And so when they're, yeah, when you find a way in, this is a perfect, yeah, example. I didn't know that that would happen. Yeah. And it was, it was like the, the end note, you know, he was mm-hmm. like into it. He wanted to support it. He was like. Mm-hmm. Let me give you some money so that you can buy gear. He bought me like a really fancy computer. Yeah. And um, and I think that... He was proud of you. You're doing a thing. You know? Yeah. And I, I think that that is like the biggest trip that I'm on right now. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, I do on a, on a day-to-day basis. Like it's always easy to remember and fixate on like negative experiences. But the, generally speaking, most people are like really kind, <laughs> you know, and really like... Yeah. grateful and like uh, people will mm-hmm. say things that like just blows my mind like thank you for doing this and you know that no if you don't do it someone else will and that is like so i think or no one will or no no one no one will do this wait what <laughs> yeah i mean you're doing something specific yeah and maybe no. somebody else would do it or it won't just wouldn't exist so you yeah. created something that didn't exist yeah i and and i definitely care about it and i definitely care about like it's it's made me a different person, you know. Like, uh, and it continues to 
it continues to make me have to accept that I work hard, <laughs> even yeah. though I spent all my life telling myself that I'm a lazy piece of shit, <laughs> uh, you know, and I, and I feel like a lot of people have that, that feeling, you know, but, uh, I'm trying to deprogram myself from that, but yeah. But I mean, that's basically all I can give you at this point. <laughs> I almost cried. So I think we're done, <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it's, it, it's a crazy crazy thing 200 episodes man i'm it still hasn't registered you know it's like it's been a long fucking ride yeah <laughs> five years is a long time it is a long time yeah it's a lot of episodes yeah yeah you should be proud of yourself thank you you're welcome <laughs> thank you well you are one of my favorite people you are definitely one of the i don't think there's anyone in the art scene that i trust more than you uh just because we've been you you know you not only have we been through a lot of stuff together but you've seen me go through stuff and like i really appreciate uh it's nice to have a friend that can validate you you know so i i when we were talking about doing this I, I, you were like why don't you get someone famous and i was like <laughs> there's someone better there's no we both one have more. imposter syndrome yeah there's no i don't know if it's imposter syndrome what i just don't it? think i don't i just don't think i understand what mm -hmm. I think it's a discrepancy between how the show is made and how it's consumed. And I don't, I don't participate in the consumption, you know? Um, but, but I think that I, I like, you know, I promised that I was going to pressure you to start made in LA again, but, uh, I think you, you know, like, I mean, this show doesn't come out of anything if, if not for that, I interviewed my friend, um, who was in town during uh, made in LA uh, who is uh, the? If, in fact, if you want to hear made in, hear people talk about you behind your back in positive ways, is uh, go listen to the Artist Way episode with uh, Natasha. She was in town, and like I, I took her to. She was bored, so I took her and her <laughs> friend to all a bunch of the stuff that oh, I did. Nice. That I went. You remember how much stuff I went that yeah. year? Yeah, and and she loved it. So I mean, I don't think that like I think you you really have empowered a lot of this you know like early on it's it, it i it's hard to take credit for something I like can't that take credit but, <laughs> but i'm but, glad it inspired you to do this yeah for sure i mean i think that that was the only point of made in la in some ways was to just inspire to, people yeah, yeah just to like do it yourself so do it again yeah. and you'll get another you'll, you'll have more <laughs> javier's out in the world um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I know it's tough. I it's it's it, especially like the double dutch of getting back into something cuz I like I told you I stopped for 6 months. Yeah. I think this is maybe the most I've ever spoken on an episode. <laughs> this is making this me is so, your moment. This is so this uncomfortable. Is your, you, we can end. No, no, we can But no, end. this is good. I'm glad we chatted. Um I'm glad that you told me those were based on buildings in Italy. Yeah, I mean, you I have, didn't know that. You have purchased some of them. I know. So, so <laughs> you, you and Ben are are huge supporters. So yeah, yeah. And that, and I think that that's the other. You know, going back to your question about like, what am I? What's next? It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, next is that. Next, I, I, I'm. I'm going to be spending some time with my mom, and I'm going to make because she's also an artist. I'm going to make her, and we're going to do a buddy system to do this. Um, like how do you sell your own art online? I, I, I you know, it, it's, it's uh -huh. interesting. We, we know some people like, I don't know. Do you know Mary Little, the artist in, yeah. in the Bendix? Uh -huh. Like she is like, I a, know. A, 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 
a promotion machine, you uh-huh. know, and, and one of the people that I want to talk to is her, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be mm-hmm. like, how do you do? She all- did Made in, I met her through Made in LA. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a gangster, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that I like is that she makes her work in series. So you can, yeah. you can buy like an object that is a series of five. I think that's really interesting, but there's there. So I, I think that that's basically, I want to learn how to, cause I love the idea of the gallery scene and I love all of that, but you know, that sounds like a lot of work to get into those places. And I don't necessarily know how you, how that, how that happens, but it seems easier to just sell people shit, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it depends on demand too, but that's definitely over the next year. One of the things it's not like I'm trying to, I think it's probably going to be easier to commercialize selling a few pieces here and there versus the long project of getting this monetized, you know? Do you feel like you do one or the other and you can't do both? Nah, side I, by I, side? I do both. You yeah. do? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll edit. And the problem is sometimes editing is less fun <laughs> yeah. than painting. So I'll just you yeah. know, fall behind on that. Right. But anyway, thank you so much, Molly. No, thank I you. Can't, I can't tell you how much I love you and you're, well, you're, you're baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you guys. Well, are really... I'll speak for him. We love you too. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's been a really amazing. We met at, at, through Made in LA, and I, I think that uh, you really have been one of the best friends that I've had in the whole time that wow. I've been doing the show. Seriously, so <laughs> uh, check out uh, Molly Schulman, Molly Sh- at Molly Shoelace. And mm-hmm. at Made in LA. Mm-hmm. By the way, we we didn't even talk about it. We went. I went. Made in dot LA. Made in dot LA. I think so. I went to at Made in LA, or I went to Made in LA with. Made oh yeah, in we LA. went to the Hammer. <laughs> we went to the Hammer show. Oh my God, that's so I did <laughs> not share. <laughs> <laughs> this is another conversation. Let's right. quit while, while we're ahead. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll be back next week with another guest and another topic that may or may not be art related. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Two hundred episodes. Anybody that's ever listened to even one second of an episode, I, uh, you feed me <laughs> with like uh, joy and ambition, and 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 it matters. Like it's it's a crazy thing to to think that people listen to me talk. I, that is fucking mind blowing. Like that, I think that that I think we ended just pinning down <laughs> okay. what it what blows my mind about this whole thing that anyone listens to this is insane. So thank you so much. Two hundred episodes. I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, I would not be doing it if you guys didn't listen. <laughs> so thank you. You totally would though. <laughs> In a way. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I kind of (laughs) have. All right, we'll end it there. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week.